Hello and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. And joining us is Amy Kramer, Market and Product Innovation Leader for Merit's Global Events. Thanks for joining us, Amy. Thanks, Tyler, for having me. Very excited to be here today. And uh, yeah, you're just recently back from IMEX Frankfurt, where you had really a, an ambitious program there. Uh, the uh, more than experience innovation lab uh, that you that Merits did in conjunction with DRPG, uh, PG, right? Correct. And when they explain, um, I saw all the stuff you were, uh, I guess, attempting to accomplish there. A lot of, uh, especially technology related um, items and workshops. Why don't you explain kind of basically what that was about? Absolutely. So we had a blend of responsibilities at IMAX, partly education. So we had a more <clears throat> than experienced theater where we were able to share concepts and share some information relative to hot topics in the industry. I specifically spoke about NFTs. A lot of people don't understand the use case of NFTs just as a yeah. whole, much less on the event space. So I was able to shine some light on that in some sessions and then also speak about journey mapping and ways to enhance guest experiences. So that was some of the content that I uh, communicated in our lab or in our experience theater. And then in the booth, we actually had an innovation lab, which presented eight different concepts that we shared with the audience and guests that entered the booth, gathered feedback and insights from them regarding sentiment, how they feel about it, and then also use that to bring back home and inform how we're progressing it from an innovation perspective. Well, why don't we start off with NFTs, since that's really your specialty. And uh, I remember, they, God, they were so huge six months, a year ago. Um, and it, it just, it points to a lot of stuff. It just, it gets really hot and then it sort of recedes. And you mentioned, you know, a lot of people are confused about what is the use case scenario for them. So why don't you describe what they are and how people maybe are using them in events? Sure. NFTs are traditionally looked at as digital assets of art that be, can be purchased, collected, stored on a virtual digital wallet, and then could be traded and actually sold for that money value. And we started really seeing that as the entry point for NFTs in the consumer space. And then over time, what we started to see was big brands using it as ways to engage with their customers and also connect back to commerce. So when you think about companies like Disney and Starbucks and MasterCard, they are all using this as a way to offer their current customers, whether they're trying to acquire new customers or extend purchase and com commerce with customers or extend loyalty to customers. They're using NFTs as a way to gain access or connect with the brand or promote loyalty. And looking at those use cases gives us really interesting indications on how it can impact the event space. So we're trying to do the same things with events. We're trying to attract new attendees. We're trying to engage them, whether it's with content or with um, activations, and then also trying to connect with them so that we can continue to build that relationship with them long term. So in my session, I 
shared ways that we could explore using what we've learned from NFTs and these big brand experiences and how that might translate to value in the event experience. And what were some of the top line uh, use cases that you came up with and uh, were, what were what was the audience response and what kind of questions do they have? Sure. So I talked about them in really three different buckets. One, let's look at it for access to content and access to different experiences while on the on the event floor. Could we look at an event, maybe even during registration, that you could purchase this NFT that then when you get on site allows you to have this different accessibility or engagement with content? That was one it, use case. That it's almost like a VIP sort of pass or something, right? right. Okay. Right. And then the other use case was this idea of collectibles and this idea of idea of showcasing your loyalty in an event experience. A lot of the events that we attend are on an annual basis and we go there because we're loyal to the event. So could we start to issue NFTs during an event experience that then would, in terms of a collectible, allow you to collect different NFTs each year or in IMAX's sense, they have IMAX Frankfurt, they have IMAX America. If you attend Frankfurt and then you plan to attend America, could you get some sort of NFT that unlocks experiences at IMAX America because it all is consistent with the Frankfurt? <laughs> so that was another use case that we explored and people were really interested in that because, wow, like they can collect these badges, these social tokens that show their value of being at this particular event. But then also it gives them some access or maybe premier approaches to their future events. So that was another component that we talked about. And the other area that is really, really hot and something that we haven't explored just yet, but it's very interesting when you're thinking about this is how can we use NFTs with big brands to sponsor certain things at events? Because big brands are what people follow. And if you're going to connect with a big brand and bring them into your event experience and they offer an NFT to your attendees, what type of value does that derive? So those were really the three that we put out there as thought starters. Lots of great interest, lots of great dialogue, and hoping that some of these folks actually take that and try it. But all of this is, is not without some risk and some things that you need to consider. So when I talk about NFTs, there were all no one's an expert. And there's financial, there's legal, there's compliance-based regulations that you need to be thinking about when it comes to the creation of those NFTs and the IP property, as well as the financial component, how, who are you working with, what vendors are, are regulated, and then ultimately making sure that you're seeking your legal advice so that you're, you're safe and secure in the process. And, you know, that, and that's just one of a number of technologies that are really reshaping uh, in-person events. Um, you know, other things I believe you talked about there, say, you know, Web 3.0. Also, I mean, what everyone's talking about right now, open AI, chat, GPT, you know, artificial intelligence. Um, what were people talking about there? Sure, so chat GPT is something else that's on my radar. It is something that I've been personally exploring for myself and just looking at it ways that it can help me on my day to day. Uh, but what is really unknown at this point is how can we take these great AI tools and start to infuse them into the business world? And specifically, what does that, what type of use cases exist for events? And while I was on site at 
um, IMAX, I actually met with a number of different providers that are offering these types of services or startup communities. And there are a lot of great use cases for the event space when you start to think about how an event planner might be able to use ChatGPT. Could it help with agenda creation? Could it help with breakouts? Could it help with content creation? And not to replace the physical needs that we have where we need creative genius and creative expertise, as well as the deployment and the creation of the content, but it can help reduce the time and also give you almost a draft form to start from. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really showing to prove value there. It's also though never meant to be taken as gospel. We really need to look at it as a tool that can help us. And then when you think about also other use cases for it, when you're coming up with theming or creative, um, it just gives you a starting point that ha really hasn't existed before. And uh, where, where people, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are threatened by it. Did you get hear any of that or, um, you yes. know, what was the buzz in the room? So one of the things that we did in our booth, as I mentioned, is we had a lot of these different ideas and concepts um, set. And one of the things that we did was get sentiment from how people feel about these different topics. So displaying it, allowing them to read, even allowing them to play with and engage with a chat GPT tool. But then let's come back and provide some feedback. What's the sentiment? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you feel uncomfortable? And we've gotten a, a lot of feedback from just beginning users that they're a little leery about where the information is going and how is that data being collected and could it be tied back to me? And there's a lot of unknowns with that. Um, I think just like everything from a privacy and security perspective, when you think about applying these types of tools in a business setting, again, you really need to understand what legal regulations are in place and make sure that you have those disclaimers put forth. Uh, but if you're using it really just to help you be more efficient in the work that you're doing or the tools that you're doing, it can be a great useful resource. You just yeah. have to make sure you're checking in with your legal. Yeah, definitely. I think some of the things that aren't resolved right now or possible copyright uh, issues, um, you know, especially because it really is going out there and scraping existing content or uh, art or, or what have you um, that's already out there, already created. So, you know, I think that's good advice to, to really keep an eye on that. But I do definitely take your point that it really seems like a great place to start developing an outline um really you know ideating uh sort of starting with a draft that can be refined with a really a, a fine-tooth comb and a human eye i guess at this point right right and the other really cool thing that i'll note um with the gpt services is that one thing that really intrigues me when it comes to the business side is that it does start to get to know you and how you use it and if you are also inputting specific content into chat from your business, it can then become that repository for your own business and then be shared across people in your enterprise or community. So when you think about being able to have a centralized AI intelligence system that's based on your business, that then you can start to ask specific business related questions too it becomes that central knowledge base, which I think is phenomenal. 
What were uh, some of the other things people were talking about in your uh, laboratory? It really sounds like a, a fascinating thing you did there, and I, I wish I could have experienced it. I think I would have really enjoyed it. Well, a big part of our lab was also on metaverse and what are the trends happening with metaverse? How do we use that in event experiences? What are the use cases that are surrounding that? And Merit's Global Events actually has a product in the metaverse that is in market today. We call it first person experiences. And it's essentially creating those digital twins, um, but from a physical environment and then allowing people to use those experiences as an extension of physical events so that you can reach more people. And we did demo that experience. We had it up um, on our screen and we're allowing people to engage with it, talking through the use cases. It really became eye-opening for people to look at the metaverse differently from a, a, a digital event, which is all online. Yeah. We also had a unique experience that we call Link Room, which is through a partner of ours. And that was displaying in our physical booth, a metaverse replication of the booth. And what we did on site was actually have one hour each day, people from all over the world, mostly United States, come into that metaverse experience into the booth and we who were in the booth were able to engage with them and show them around and they could experience that event as if they were there. So that was a really cool way to get people excited. And then our partner DRPG was also there and they had a number of VR, AR goggles that was walking through different use cases for metaverse as it relates to audience behaviors and different things like that. So we in my opinion, showed up really well with not just talking about metaverse, but having tangible examples of how people could use these tools. And I don't think that this is going away. I think we're still trying to figure out how do we connect the AR, VR environment into live physical spaces, but also knowing that it doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all approach. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. And it's um, you're going to have to test it, see if it works, in some applications, see if it just doesn't in other applications. And do you think that the, especially the planners, the uh, event planners that were there were receptive to trying this sort of technology out or, or at least curious of, about its potential? They are, and it really helps solve the problem of how do I continue to connect my audience together and yes, we've seen these online communities. Those have been great. It's been the evolution of the Facebooks and the LinkedIn's and ways that you can create these unique communities for connection. But what these types of applications do is actually bring people together more in a physical live space to have them connect and conduct commerce, which hasn't necessarily been a tool that has been offered in the past. What also we see is that there are a lot of people that can't physically be at a live event. So being able to capture that experience in the closest physical way possible and then use that as an extension for people that weren't able to experience it is a great way to also connect with inclusivity um, and, and all the uh, sustainability and all of these things that um, are also challenges for us out there. Um, and wow, it just really seems like, you know, we went through this, the pandemic, it was such an impactful event. And it seems like there's just a dividing line where things are progressing so much faster in terms of technology. 
and event experiences since we've kind of emerged from it. I mean, are you are you getting that feeling too? And um, you know, you're uh, what is your feeling on that? And um, is we're just increasing exponentially? It seems right now. We are, we are, and part of that is this push. I think from these new generations that are entering into yeah. events and also entering into the workforce. I personally live with three of them that are generation Zs and they grew up with technology. They grew up in the metaverse. I mean, their games are all on these goggles and they are wanting different ways to engage with people, customers, brands. And we as an event community have to adopt these new tools because it's going to be the demand of the next generation coming in. Um, and it's not to say that it is just a generational thing. Um, what the what the metaverse-like environments do is it kind of all brings us to an even playing field, right? I mean, it's it's part of that inclusivity, acceptability. When you're in environments like that, it's kind of a free form for most people. And you break down barriers of introverts versus extroverts and how people engage. So I think you can't go away from live events. They have a very, very strong purpose, but we can absolutely absolutely amplify these experiences by these tools and then create that inclusion and and also bring in more people by being on the forefront. Excellent. And so, I mean, Merits is always on top of it. Um, where can people go uh, via Merits Global Events to kind of learn more what you're up to as a, as a company in this uh, very exciting and developing uh, new field? You know, our our best place to, to stay abreast is really social media. We have a phenomenal marketing team that is constantly pushing content out to social media. So following us out there on Twitter and Instagram, really being able to see what we're doing and how we're doing it. We also are getting better about posting blogs and sharing content in that regard. You can always come to our website and see more information. Um, people can also reach out to me on LinkedIn and follow the latest trends that are happening from an innovation perspective. We're, you know, we, we're always open for a live conversation as well. So I would put it out there to reach out to us if you're interested in learning more. If you're a client and you want to pilot some of these things, we're, we're happy to help you in that regard but just really trying to be part of advancing the event industry overall. And uh, you guys do such a great job at it. I'm always very impressed. Great. So, thank you. Uh, that was Amy Kramer, my market and product innovation leader for Merit's Global Events. Thanks for joining us, Amy. Thanks, Tyler. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. Thanks to Amy Kramer, from Maris Global Events for joining us today. Um, if you're interested in more of our podcast, head on over to meetingstoday.com. Check out our podcast section. And uh, no matter what you're up to with the rest of the day, uh, go out and make it a great one. Thanks. <laughs>